When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, it is a Thursday here in Pittsburgh. Not a bad day, but... No. It was a little chilly earlier. A little chilly. Yeah, yeah, This week, you play a team in the Green Bay Packers for the Pittsburgh Steelers, hosting them on Sunday. Um, you wouldn't think weather would be a factor for either of these teams. No, I wouldn't think it would matter one bit. Do we know what... Have you seen any kind of forecast? I have Sunday? not, but it's I assume it's going to continue to be like this. Yeah, that's but, what I thought, too. Yeah, I mean, th- this is not like, uh, you know, for example, you know, you're not, you're not bringing the Miami Dolphins into Pittsburgh. No, or, no, no, but, no. And I do think they want to run the ball, and you know, people run the ball against them. And you know, I don't think it's going to be a high flying passing game either. This way. could be a quick game on Sunday. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, they're, <laughs> a lot of te- a lot of running of the football. Yeah, not a lot of early points in games. Not a lot of plays run. A lot of running of the football. You know, masking not only masking but massaging your quarterback a little bit, you know. So, yeah, uh, it's an interesting matchup. But it, I do it think is, it yeah, it's kind of a little bit of chess match there in that respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking here, Matt, at the uh, NFL.com, they have their midseason predictions. Oh, okay. And they have their uh, – uh, the headline was eight teams picked to lift the, the Lombardi Trophy in Las Vegas. So that what they did was this is a poll that they do. They do this every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Where they get all of their – Contributing writers or, mm-hmm. or editors or whatever it may be, and then they all put votes on who they think is going to do what. Okay, you gather up all the votes and whoever is the most and that type of thing. Right? Yeah, so they're picking uh, the team that will win this the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles are number one right now. You got to think their postseason path will be less rocky than an AFC team. That's the the, That's the big, a big thing. Part. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know if they're the best team in the league, but I think their path is pretty nice. And they've got a pretty good path to get the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So that's makes sense. And they've been there. So some of the picks here, uh, Tom Blair picking the Eagles over the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Florio picking the Eagles over the Bengals. Possibly. Well, maybe. Bengals have some immediate concerns. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, Christian Gonzalez picking the Eagles over the Dolphins. Michael Okada picking the Eagles over the Bengals. Hmm. Chad Reuter picking the Eagles over the Chiefs. Surprising it took us that far say, yeah. to get to the Chiefs. I mean, I know it's boring. I mean, yeah. Chiefs-Eagles. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we just see that? Right. And yeah. they've both been in the Super Bowl quite a bit lately, obviously. So that is a little boring. But it's worthy. Uh, Nick Shook picking the Eagles over the Ravens, as does Brendan Walker. Okay. I'm, the, I'm shocked the Ravens didn't come up, too. <sighs> I heard that a lot from Tony Tony Romo on mm-hmm. Sunday's Past game. weekend. was a rough listen because I'm... everything's the greatest thing he's ever seen. And this is great, and that's great, and isn't this great, and that's great, great, great. Yeah. Great, 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 great. Well, it wasn't great if you were Seattle. No, it was not. <laughs> uh, but he's like, I don't know how anybody's ever going to stop this Ravens team. Hey, Tony. They scored 10 points against the Steelers about three weeks or four weeks ago. Yeah. They are stoppable. No, they're stoppable. They're yeah. not a juggernaut. I know they're doing amazing DVOA things, and I think they are a complete team now. I think they're really well coached. 
both sides of the ball are clicking right now. Their their O line stuff is working out. You know, Stanley is the guy I was thinking of is was a pivotal player for them. I don't them think this he's year. playing all that well though. And the line as a whole is, and he's not. They don't banged pass up block particularly well. No, it's not great. That's not great. But their schemes and stuff are working really well. They're getting a lot out of like Van Noy and Clowney and some of those type. They of are dudes. doing that. Yeah. So I think they're a really really good team. I don't think they're an unstoppable force. No, I don't think so either. No. The number two team on here, surprisingly enough, it's another NFC team. Eh, Niners. The Niners. Yeah. The pass just easier. It, it is. I, I, they're not playing good football right they're now. They're not either. I think this is a pivotal week for them. What do you look like out of the bye? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure lick your wounds, do some self-scouting, get back to run the football a little bit more. Maybe get a little healthier. Yeah. yeah. Debo's back. I mean, but Trent Williams is not. I don't think he's playing this week. And that line doesn't do line stuff well. It does scheme stuff well. So, Brooke Saracimo picks 49ers over the Ravens. Okay. Eric Edholm picks 49ers over the Ravens. Steve Mariucci picks 49ers over the Chiefs. Dan Parr, 49ers over the Chiefs. Mark Sessler, 49ers over the Chiefs. Okay. I mean, I can see the Niners getting there and winning. At third, and this is a tie, are Cincinnati and Kansas City. Understandable. Judy Batista. We love Judy. Judy. Yeah, Judy does good work. Yeah. She, does, uh, she joins the show every year. Uh, Bengals over 49ers. Okay. Marcus Grant, Bengals over Eagles. Bobby Kalanick, Bengals over Eagles. Michelle Magzuk. Mag- I can't pronounce her Michelle's last name. I, I know her too, and I yeah. still don't pronounce it well. Right? No. Sorry, sorry, Michelle, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, Bengals over Eagles. Uh, then you go to the other tied team tied for three. You got the Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs over Cowboys. The first time we've seen yeah, the Cowboys, Cowboys in there. Names first time, huh? We haven't heard much from the Dolphins lately either. No. Uh, Anthony Holzum Escarino, Chiefs over Eagles. Marcus Jones Drew, Chiefs over Eagles. Kevin Patra, Chiefs over Cowboys. Okay. Cowboys have a shot. That's two Cowboys. Okay. At five is the Ravens. Makes sense. I'm shocked they're five. I thought they might be. Two or you know, yeah. Keegan Adbo Ad, Abdu, I should say, uh, picks Ravens over Cowboys. Okay. Jeff uh, Jeff Chahita picks Eagles or Ravens over Eagles. Mark Ross picks Ravens over Eagles. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same teams as you'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, at six are the Dolphins. Mike Band picks Dolphins over 49ers. Lance Zierlein. We know Lance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lance he, like, he picks Dolphins over Cowboys. That's the first time we've wow, seen yeah. that particular. Yeah, right. Seven are the Eagles. Leslie Frazier picks Bills over Eagles. That's the only... Only Bills vote. Only Bills vote for a win. So, I was listening to... Greg Cosell's a guest every week on Ross Tucker's show. And they were talking Bills heavy. And Greg said this several times. And I tend to agree with him. I mean, he says, if you take Josh Allen out of the picture and just look at their offense, they're overrated talent. Yeah. You know, like, Diggs is awesome. Great. Kincaid's coming on really What else strong. you got? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, the line's not special. You know, they're trotting out a sixth offensive lineman a lot. Their running backs are far from special. The rest of the group is fine. It's kind of a two-man show, and they're hoping Kincaid becomes that third guy. And their offense is better than their defense. Yeah. The defense know? is not playing well right no, now. And no. It's not going to get any better because guys are all banged up. Yeah. At seven, tied for seventh, 
are the Saints, and you can guess Ooh. who voted for the Saints to win uh, the Super Bowl. Carr family. Yeah, yeah, David Carr picked uh, Saints over Chiefs. Like, come on. <laughs> Doesn't the NFL Network have a problem with that? <laughs> At some point, you got to say, David, on, you're man. not allowed to vote for your brother to do stuff anymore. Right. When we, have, we, we ask you questions on the these polls, yeah, you right. can't put your brother in the top, as, as one of the top ten offensive players in the league. He's not. You can't vote for the Saints. to. to you're the only one voting for it. Like, it stands out. Come yeah. on, man. Right. I mean... I don't get it. So what we didn't see in there. You want to pick them to win the division? Great. Have at it, you know. No Steelers. No. No Browns. Mm -mm. No Chargers. I think the Chargers could win the Super Bowl. I mean, they'd have to catch fire, but I could see, I could write a story that's believable. Could you see that happening with the Steelers? Not as much. I mean, I could see them grinding out a playoff win or two, but to go through the, the gauntlet... It would be harder at that with that formula. Could you see that happening with the Browns? No. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. Um, there was a team I was wanted to bring. How about the Lions? The Lions weren't mentioned at all. Yeah, I think the Lions could win the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, I don't know that they're much different than the Cowboys. In I mean, we of... only saw three NFC teams mentioned. No, four counting the Saints. Well, Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Lions are right there with the Cowboys. But I think everybody gets that feeling in their mouth. Well, we just saw the Lions go and lose to the mm-hmm. to the Ravens a couple of weeks ago by you know thirty That's points. That's kind of why I didn't bring up Seattle. But I don't know right. Seattle's as good as the Lions. I don't either. Yeah, but I think everybody forget. Like this is the th- like if you look at the Ravens games mm-hmm. and take out the NFC games that they've played. Sure. Lamar destroys the NFC. We've we've established that. That's what happens. He's proving it more. He's than proving ever. it more right. than ever this yeah. year. The other games are, eh, you know, okay. So they 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 smacked around. And oh, by the way, the Ravens don't play the NFC in the playoffs, right? I mean, unless gotta, they get gotta, to the Super Bowl, you got to win a lot of games to do that. They played Houston the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. Rookie quarterback. I would say that was a shell of a Houston rookie team quarterback too. in his first start. Yeah. Then they played the Browns. When Without the Browns started, the Browns started the rookie quarterback. Yeah, they started the wrong guy. They didn't yeah. start Walker either. They lost to the Colts mm-hmm. with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, they lost to the Steelers here, seventeen ten. That game against the Colts was at home, by the way. Mm-hmm. No, they lost tough place that. to play, as we know. Um, they're not this unbeatable juggernaut. They're that, not. That first month of the year, though, they did have a lot of injuries. You know, they, they were hit early. Oh, I'll, I'll give them no that. Question. And I think they're a better team now than when the Steelers played them. I, I think they're figuring things out, but especially on offense, they're really good. I don't think they're special. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think the offense is fixed necessarily. Mm, I think they can beat you. A I lot think of it's ways. still very Lamar reliant. Agreed, but he's playing really well. I mean, what I was going to say though is all those teams you just mentioned, everyone on that list, there'll be two major injuries between now and then. To knock somebody the, on the list, knock them out of the. I mean, not necessarily Allen or Mahomes or Lamar. We know Lamar doesn't hasn't finished. Seasons. If you took McCaffrey off the 49ers. Bosa, or yeah. you know, I mean, the Chargers are on there. What if it, even if it's Keenan Allen, or you know, what I mean, like there's unfortunately there's going to be bad things happening. I just think saying that there are only eight teams that can win the yeah. Super, and one of them is the Saints, which shouldn't shouldn't even be on so there. Like the Saints. Seven. Nobody really thinks the Saints can win the Super Bowl. I think the Jags could win the Super Bowl. I mean. It, I think, they're, I, think they're being, other I think they're being sold a little short. I think they're a yeah. good football team. Like, I'm surprised they didn't get a mention. Like, I think they're at the Miami level. Yeah. I mean, I, they wouldn't be my pick to win the Super Bowl. Same with Miami. I thought the Miami got too much love there as well. But I think they could be – they're a Tier 2 team. You know, I, I think, like, the Chiefs 
In the AFC right now, I think tier one is, in any order, Chiefs, Ravens, Bengals. In the NFC, I'm still going to put the Niners there, subject to pull them out, because I think they kind of earned the benefit of the doubt. And Philly. you know. Yeah. But I think Dallas and Detroit are their own tier. I don't think Seattle's there. Um, and I think, like, Miami-Jacksonville is a tier two AFC team. Who all's in tier two in the AFC? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think the Bills are. I think the Bills are like with the Steelers and Browns and Chargers. That might be it. That might be it. Maybe Houston. Houston. Yeah, I knew I was missing somebody. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, I think there's three Tier 1 teams. Jacksonville and Miami would be my Tier 2. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chargers, Houston, Bills. Tier 5, or Tier 3. Five teams. Yeah, yeah. That sounds. That sounds. Can the bright. Bills win the Super Bowl? You would no. immediately think yes. But I don't think I they can. Don't think they can. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Said it I yesterday. I, I think. Write it down. See, what's interesting to me too is I know we'll go around the league more and do injury stuff and fantasy stuff, but if if the Bengals, T. Higgins didn't practice today, right? And I just put him in a tier one. I think Burrow's the second best quarterback on the planet right now. They might be number one in my power ranks, but they too have a lot of AFC losses, yeah, and they could lose to Houston this week. Which would be a fourth AFC loss. And then we're talking the exact same thing we had with the Bills. Yeah. Brutal upcoming schedule, four AFC losses. Still have to go to Baltimore. Still yeah. have to go to Pittsburgh. Right. You I know. think they have some Jags, Bills, Chiefs stuff left, too. Yeah, they, got, they definitely have the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have their first place stuff, too. So if they're, Hubbard didn't practice today, Chase is kind of a mess, and Higgins, you lose to Houston – Houston has might have a better chance to playoffs than Cincy. Yeah, right. With that, just that one swing. This is my point with this, with all this stuff. When people start talking about the Steelers, well, they can't beat this team and they can't beat that team. I don't know if that's true mm-hmm. because all you have to do is beat them on that given day. And if you could force teams to play the way you want to play, right? Um, and the Steelers have shown the ability to be able to do that. Uh, you can beat those teams. And as we saw, like, everybody expected a shootout in that Kansas City-Miami game. I was about to bring up the Chiefs. It's yeah. funny you said that, yeah. Those two offenses, the Chiefs scored 14 offensive points in that game against the Dolphins. Their offense hasn't been good. No. I mean, not like Chiefs standards. It has not been a top-10 offense this year. No. And that was a perfect example. I don't even know really what a top-10 offense necessarily looks like in today's NFL. Yeah. A top-10 offense in today's NFL, number 10 is probably averaging 24 points a game. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I referenced that Cosell-Bills uh, conversation. And a big thing that he said that I meant to say earlier that stuck with me was they always had the trump card of, hey, Josh, go be Superman. Yeah. The league's not letting people do that, Not though. letting you Superman know, in. Everybody's he, got kryptonite. Yeah. You can't run around the pocket for five seconds and then throw an 80-yarder over the top. Right. You know, like, that's harder to do now than it was two years ago. Uh, I and mean, it turned Mahomes a little bit, too. If you looked at what Miami did to Kansas City on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They did not let Travis Kelsey beat Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, just every okay, we're going to it was a, it was essentially a, a triangle on two defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We're going to put two or three guys on this guy yeah. and we're going to make you go to somebody else and we don't think the other somebody else can beat us. And it's proving to be true. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting to me about the Chiefs is I do think they have the best defense Mahomes has had. Maybe a Rasheed Rice or somebody like that can become 
better in the you know at the end of his rookie year or playoffs. But I also think rookie walls hit for those guys too. You know, I mean, yeah. asking that guy to play twenty one games or whatever and be a number one receiver, we're only halfway through it, and he hasn't shown he can be a number one receiver. He has some promise, but. I'm a little shocked they didn't go get Mike Evans or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they're they would be a much different taste in my mouth with a guy like that. And the the thing I keep coming back to about the Steelers, and I just mentioned this on on I just did a hit on Mark Madden show mentioned this. So, weeks one through last week, they're missing Cam Hayward. Mm-hmm. Lost him first quarter of the first game of the season. So you're playing without him. Then you're playing without Deontay Johnson mm-hmm. for four games. Playing without Pat Fryermuth the last three games. Yeah. Playing with Minka, you're going to be without him for two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. the, and that is Cole Holcomb for the rest of the year. Yeah, like, yeah. If you were to make a list of guys that, that okay, we don't want to lose this guy. They have We haven't seen, A, what the defense looks like with everybody together outside of a, the first quarter of the first game mm-hmm. against the, you know, at that point, what was the best offense in the league. Um, and they've been missing some key, really some key offensive play pieces here and there yeah. uh, throughout the course of this season. Like, we haven't seen Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris, and Jalen Warren on the field. You know, How whatever, many snaps have they all Not many together. snaps right, right, of that. Right, right. So when I look at the Steelers' offense, we haven't seen the best of the Steelers' offense. I know that's no. not saying a whole lot, but I think this offense can get better once you start to get those pieces back. I hear you, and I don't disagree. I'm— as everyone knows, as you know, as I know, everyone deals with injuries in the league. Right. I mean, rarely do you get to roll out your your best five in the NBA and they stay there for 82 games or whatever. You know, I mean, like, everyone has to deal with these things. But, I mean, Fryermuth is due back soon. Minka's due back soon. The second half of the year won't be necessarily healthier than the first half. But you've got some big guys coming back. Right. You know what I mean? If you can avoid losing another Cam again or Watt or somebody yeah, like that right. you know, to add to the list. Plus, what I really wanted to go with with that was, but now your rookies are better. Now that Yeah, now, yeah. They're, now they're contributing. Yeah. I mean, I think Jones is a dude. I think Porter's a dude. Benton with Ogunjobi and Cam? Ooh, you know? Yeah, I mean, now like, you got something here. Those guys You're going be to be markedly better than what you were going into week one. Yeah. I mean, and frankly, Siamalu's much better now than he was to start the season. Yeah. You know? I mean, a couple of those guys that started slow are playing better. So I, I, I just, you know, can the Steelers win the Super Bowl? I mean, the odds would say no. Mm-hmm. But... I've seen this happen before, where you look at a team and, and well, they can't possibly get there, and they they get they get hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. No, I mean there's definitely a lot of examples through the league or through league history. Preseason Kenny could get them there. Preseason Kenny could get the, he needs to get hot as well. But again, I don't know that we, what we've seen from Kenny this year. Again, get let him let him get out there and play with all the toys, mm-hmm. and let's see what it looks like. That I mean, we're seeing the Deontay Johnson factor. Obviously, that it's added a great deal to the passing. Yeah, game. you know, I mean, he's open all the time. You know, yeah. I mean, now add Fryer move to the equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like now, I want, now I want to see what that looks like. He's not eligible this week. Not this week. Next, okay, yeah. I, I got. I was a week off on him. Okay, so but yeah, that's interesting. So we'll get there. We're going to take another. We're going yeah, to yeah, yeah. not another break. We're going to take First a one. break. Yeah, uh, but uh, we'll come back when we, when we come back. We'll have, uh, be joined by Bob Labriola, the uh, Dean of Doom. The uh, what else can we call him? <laughs> Lord of living in his fears. 
That's who he is. And we'll come back with Bob Labriola on the drive right after this. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and we're joined now by the Lord of Living in His Fears, Bob Labriola, editor of uh, Steelers Digest, Steelers.com. Uh, how you doing, Bob? I have been living in my fears. I got a few extra days off this week. And oh, I, nice. If 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 Roger would call the next time Roger calls me up and says, "What kind of schedule do you think you would like best for you know what's in it for you?" and I tell him, "I want seventeen home Thursday night games and a bye week." <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, you know, so you get to live with that win for a whole week, and then you get a few extra yeah. days. Yeah, well, it just feel well, it, you know, and if they were all really in a row like that, it would still be one a week. But it feels like more, or at least it does to me, to have weekends off. Well, then, yeah, I mean, you get to see everybody else win or lose over the weekend, and they got to suffer through yeah. it, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, but it's, you know, it's, anyway. But, uh, yeah, so I, but I, didn't, I didn't have to live in my fears last weekend. You did not. You know. Uh, the entire AF, uh, AFC North uh, wins though last weekend, Bob, and so every, yeah. everybody's now two games over five hundred at least. Um, Thoughts on the division? Hey, I mean it, it's well certainly by uh, the metric of you know teams that um, have winning records, it's the it's the best division in the NFL. I mean mm-hmm. no other division has um, more than two teams over five hundred, and. You know, the Steelers have all four, or excuse me, the AFC North has all four, you know, 600 or better, five and three, right, Dale? Yeah. Help me with my math. Yep. 600 or better. Okay. So, um, plus, you know, when you look at the, and you look at the teams, um, you know, Baltimore and Cincinnati uh, are, are very real Super Bowl contenders. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't particularly, uh, I'm not in love with the Ravens to the extent that a lot of the national media seems to be, I guess maybe we see them enough to know that they have flaws too. We see them in a different uh, light they, because when we see them, the Steelers beat them five out of the six, <laughs> five of the last six well, times. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, but that's, you have to know how to play them. Yeah. I mean, if you're not ready to be in a bar brawl, stay home because and, that's what it's going to be. You have to be willing to go to the center of the ring and trade punch. Yeah, break the trade. break the cue stick, and they'll say, "Let's go." <laughs> yeah, and we were talking in the first segment, Bob. You know that I think that Lamar versus NFC NFC thing is pretty real too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. they have no idea how to play this guy. Exactly, none. none. So, um, but uh, the Bengals, to me, um, <laughs> that quarterback is a problem. I really, in all due respect to Patrick Mahomes, if I were make putting my team together i'd pick joe burrow um I, I just i like that um they follow him i mean he's changing he's changing the course of that franchise um so uh yeah i think he's got something a little bit more uh in some ways than Mahomes. again uh you know, I don't. I don't think you you really go uh, go wrong with either choice. But I'm just saying, if, 
if I had to pick one. Yeah, if you're I'd picking pick first Sarah. and I'm picking second, I'm fine with you picking either one. I'll take number two. That's not bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if, if I was picking one, I would pick Burroughs. Burrow, excuse me. So, anyway, yeah, what do I think of the division? Uh, I think it's going to be um, very, very competitive the rest of this part of this season. And, uh, you know, having three road games, I don't think is the most ideal scenario um, for a team trying to navigate it. You didn't mention uh, the former employer of mine in the uh, the Cleveland area. Any concerns? Are you worried about them? Are they going to fall off as they usually do? Uh, their defense is for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they have that to rely on. Um, you know, the Watson thing, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I really don't. I, I don't know what the recent issue was with him. He played, then he didn't play. He was hurt. He practiced. He didn't. I mean, I, you know, I don't. I, I you talk about pebbles in the shoes. Um, <laughs> I think I think that that was a little bit more significant. But anyway, um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. He he looked pretty good, or he was he was good enough to win with last weekend. And we, you know, we'll see if he continues. But I mean, he can't um, go back to you know, some of those weeks where he was not very efficient or good or bad to the point where he was hurting their chances of winning. Um, so we'll have to see how that works out. The other thing, let me say this. Let me ask you, Matt. This, uh, there seems to be a lot of national momentum for Miles Garrett over T.J. Watt. Mm. I personally don't see it, but do you? Um. I think they're neck and neck as players, to be honest with you. I mean, I think he's remarkably talented. I think he's benefiting from being on what I would say is a top two defense right now. And I also think, unfortunately, voters, national folks look at it like, well, Watt won the award. Now it's time for someone new, you know. But I honestly think that along with Bosa and Parsons and maybe Max Crosby, those are the elite players at that position. There's four or five of them, and they're, you can shake them up in a bag and put them in any order you want. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't, I don't see enough of Garrett um, to know that whether he would be as versatile as what. Um, Not in terms of dropping into coverage and things like that. But all, he, I, all I know, Bob, is that every time we do see him, he never does anything. In the games that yeah. we see live and in person, the Steelers right. just have a and, way of negating him. Well, and, and it's not like um, you know uh, the the offensive tackles are all pros. He, no, you know, and, and when saying. we, we when we see Watt play against Cleveland, he, his his I mean he completely Dominant. changes the games. Yeah, yeah. And their yeah. offensive line's better. <laughs> At least it's supposed Supposedly. to be. Yeah, yeah. supposed yeah, right. to be. Like I I, I, don't, I don't get it. I'm with you. No, I, I, I don't. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, but yeah, Cleveland has a has a has a real defense, and you know, I, I haven't studied the schedules enough to know, uh, but I think it's going to take ten wins to get in to the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree uh, with that. I mean, I, it's just going to be a and, a tough road, and, and, and the, right? And it, it better be decent tiebreakers too. I mean, uh, not just. There may be a ten and seven that doesn't get in. Is what I'm saying. Uh, usually, it looks. You know, my experience is that when you're looking at records now, 
and trying to look at the, the numbers for the various teams and who how many games they have left. And we're trying to figure out, you know, what kind of record it's going to take. My experience is the estimates now are usually a little bit high because there's an assumption that when you're looking at the schedule, well, they'll win this, 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 and this. Well, this is the NFL. It doesn't work like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. very rare that you can pre- look at a team's schedule now and predict a four-game winning streak or, you know, whatever it is to, to help you get to the number that you believe they're going to get to. Um, so all teams, I think, lose games that you don't expect them to lose, but, um, that, I mean, that's the way it happens in the league. Um, yeah, get a kick out of everyone's like, well, they'll beat the Colts, they'll beat the, they'll beat New England. Right. Like, I mean, well, maybe, you know. Look, yeah, right. Well, maybe not. I mean, because um, there, there are teams that, uh, I mean, I don't know, the Ravens could lose this week. Yeah, since he could lose this week to the Texans with all their injuries. Bob, I'm going to read you yeah. off some scores here. Okay. And okay, so twenty. This is this is one team's schedule. They won 25-20, 34-28, 25-11, 34-31, lost 20-14, That's your Philadelphia Eagles, what they've done this year. But the bottom line is they're 8-1. and one. They haven't dominated anybody this year, but they found ways to win games. I know you, you, you've done it. You do the thing every week with Mike Tomlin. If, if, people don't, if fans don't read that, on on game days, uh, Mike or uh, Bob's piece with uh, Mike Tomlin is a little asked and answered kind of thing. Uh, you're really missing something there. But when you're talking about a team's persona or their, you know, whatever it is, however you want to describe it, isn't finding ways to win games? Isn't that kind of a, a you know what your who you are? Yeah, I mean um, that is a. I think that becomes part of your identity, just as. You know, finding ways to win, uh, I think, uh, is just as legitimate. And there are teams that are on the opposite end of that. They find ways to lose. Right. Mm-hmm. No uh, question. I, I, I think that over the course of time, you know, if you watch a, a team, uh, how their season unfolds and why it unfolds the way it does, I, I, there are some there are conclusions of that nature that can be drawn. And I think you can look at what the Steelers are right now, what they have been to this point, let me say it that way, and say that this is a team that can find ways to win. Um, so, yeah, that's a quality to me. Uh, well, and one important and, part of that that Matt always brings up is finding ways to not lose the game. I think that's what the Steelers are doing. You know, don't, don't make the big mistake. Yeah. Well, um, okay, but I mean, I, I could point to the the first Cleveland game. Uh, that to me was not a game where they won by not making a big mistake. They were dynamic on defense. Yeah, and blocked a punt. I mean that—that's the kind of thing to me that uh, is different. Yes, there is a good bit of like yeah. I think Sunday is going to be a perfect game for what you just said. Don't mess it up. Like the Steelers okay. can't be the team that gets the punt blocked. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Don't mess it up. As right. You, as you said, don't hit it into the net. No unforced errors, yeah. No unforced errors. But, yeah, but there are some games I think that you have to be um, dynamic in some areas. In addition to you don't give it away, Mm -hmm. but I think you have to step it up a little bit, too, and be dynamic 
you know, maybe in one phase for an extended period, or maybe it's a couple of plays in a in a couple of different phases that are dynamic and alters the scoreboard. And as I said, just like that first Browns game, um, you know, you you block a punt, that's two points plus the field position, uh, the the pick six. Uh, what was the first play of the game, right? High Smith, and then um, the strip uh, uh, Watts um, touchdown. Right. So, uh, you know, sometimes it uh, it has to be more than just <laughs> don't hit it in the net. Yeah, yeah. But I think that they they're finding ways. See, I don't think that you need to have to win the same way all the time. You find a way. You know, find the same way all the time. Um, and I think that's also a quality because if it's sometimes, uh, as you mentioned, or I, I, I'm hoping for this Sunday, you know, don't hit it into a net, into the net kind of performance, uh, or if it needs to be what it was uh, against the Browns that second week, um, you know, maybe they can find a way to do that too. How much of the Packers worry you? The Packers worry me because they don't – they don't seem like they should worry you. Mm-hmm. That's why they worry me. I mean, that's, you know, as messed up as that, as that line of thinking is, I really, that's what the NFL has taught me in 35 years. That it's, it's, there are, it is so often true that whatever you really think is going to happen does not. Uh, and that this just feels like one of those to me that has the potential for that. I mean, the Packers, you look at the Packers and you think, you know, this, uh, this should be, I won't say easy, but uh, something less than uh, what that Thursday night game was, I certainly hope, you know, in terms of, you know, the last seven seconds, the outcome is still um, up for grabs with the one snap of the ball. You know, I mean, uh, but that's why this one scares me is because of that. And so often that doesn't seem to play out the way that you would predict it might. Bob, uh, they, the Steelers got their running game going the best that we've seen this year, best we've seen since the end of last year uh, in that game against the Titans. Do you think that's something that's sustainable for them? Well, I mean, I, I think that um, it's something that you want to, you would like to be sustainable. Uh, you know, I, I do like the uh, the division of labor in the backfield. Uh, I do like the, uh, it seems to me anyway, that there's more um, power blocking than zone reads or stretch zones or whatever that stuff is called. Um, And I think that that's advantageous to the kind of linemen that we have and, um, you know, the the running backs. Because, you know, if we could consider I would. This is what I would like to see once. I would like to see Najee Harris get 15-plus carries in a game where every time he gets to the line of scrimmage clean. Yeah. How about that one? <laughs> How about giving me that once? You know, I mean, because, um, you know, don't run him sideways. Run him, you know, more uh, north and south and get him to the line of scrimmage clean. Let me see what that looks like one time because I think that could be – uh, you know, as Mike Palmer calls it, a winning edge. I think that guy can, um, he can, he can uh, aid the cause of attrition, so to speak. Um, yeah. He can become a weapon in a couple of different ways. 
And, He's know, the best hammer they've had since Jerome Bettis. Like a guy that's just got okay. I'm gonna you're, I'm gonna be the hammer. You're gonna be the nail. And uh, you know, by the time I, the hammers hit you the, for the 18th time in the game, you don't want to get hit by the hammer anymore. Right. Uh, you know, I, I he's he's a little he's he's not Derrick Henry, uh, and I don't mean that you know uh, in a in a disparaging way, but he's not. I mean, Najee is a slasher. I think a little bit more. I have, maybe I'm not describing it right, but I know when I see it. I saw enough Alabama games that you know I know what kind of. You know what he provides to the offense, what he does to the opponent, um, and I don't know. I, I just uh, that's something I would like to see. I mean, I, some of these narratives so, uh, swirling around the steam are just they baffle me. They really do. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know what um, I, I don't know what people are seeing. Maybe I I start to question what I'm seeing. I, I think that so often, and this is a problem in my mind. People go in with, I like this guy or I don't like this guy, just for general reasons. Right. And then that's how their opinion is formed. You know, they like Najee, they defend him. They don't like Najee, Jalen Warren should be starting. Um, you know, sometimes it, 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 should, it, it, doesn't, it shouldn't be that. I mean, that kind of um, bias, maybe, for lack of a better word, shouldn't enter into the who you like or who you think is better um, or whatever in, in commentating on a lot of this stuff. So, but anyway, that's just me. Get off my lawn, team, man. <laughs> Labs, are you growing fonder and fonder of the first-round pick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, keep your helmet on, though. Right, um, yeah, don't do that. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but, no, but see, I like, see, I like that uh, from an offensive lineman, too. You know, I like that mean, um, you know, that's, it, it, it perhaps, you, you don't want to go to that extent naturally when um, you draw a penalty. But that crew likes to throw flags, and uh, he's a rookie, and so they're going to teach him a lesson, okay? I mean, that's, all right, fine. Um, I, ho- I hope that uh, the NFL officials are proud of themselves because <laughs> they really showed Broderick Jones and um, Joey Porter Jr., who's boss, because that's really important <laughs> for them to do that. Um, but, yeah, I like I like the number one pick. I like the number two pick, too. Yeah, um, both of them. And it's Bob Wright, both <laughs> yep, of them. Yep, yep. The, third, the second number two or the, the third pick, our third pick. Um, yeah, I like I like all of those guys. So, um, and, hey, let me tell you this. There's a theory I've heard. But the reason you don't want to start rookies until like the sixth, seventh game of the season is, is because once you do that, then they're playing the length of what they're used to playing in a college season plus a bowl game. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you start them right off the front, then by Thanksgiving, they're running on teams. So um, think about that a little bit when – you kind of look back on Broderick Jones's uh, path to the starting lineup, Joey Porter Jr.'s path to the starting lineup, Benton's path to, the, to playing a lot more. Because really, defensive line, I mean, it doesn't matter who starts. They, they rotate those guys in and out so much. It's more snap counts to me than who starts and who doesn't. But anyway, um, there's a method to a lot of that that goes on, too, that people think that is 
you know, totally random or, you know, makes no sense or being overly conservative or whatever. I mean, there's, there's, there's some thought that goes into those things. And if you, you know, figure them out or take the time to maybe learn them, um, that makes sense. So, that's all I got. On that. <laughs> well, with that, Bob, we will let you go. Uh, our guest has been Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com, and the uh, Lord of Living in His Fears. Uh, we'll see if he's back there on Sunday when uh, the Steelers host the uh, Packers at 1 o'clock at Akershire Stadium. Um, I'm sure you'll be, you'll have amped yourself up to living firmly in your fears by then, Bob. Uh, absolutely. The first time Jordan Love, you know, escapes out of the pocket, I'll be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you could only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly, and uh, we have the injury reports oh, for good. both teams here. Uh, Matt, for the Steelers today, now I want to remind people that the Steelers practiced outside today and it rained kind of heavily overnight. There was the, so yeah, the field yeah, yeah. was pretty wet. Uh, so Minka Fitzpatrick did not practice again. Not surprised. No surprise right? there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Landon Roberts, who was limited on Wednesday, didn't practice today. Mm. He's dealing with a knee, but as I mentioned, the field was kind of wet. I'm guessing the coaching staff said, you know what? Let's, say if it's a knee or an ankle or something yeah. like that, maybe a, a strain. Maybe let's let's don't. not go out there and run around on a wet turf and okay. aggravate that. Um, no Montrevious Adams today. He's still dealing with the ankle injury. He didn't practice yesterday either. And then Cam Hayward, who was limited on Wednesday, also did not practice today because of the same reason that Landon Roberts, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. did not. And you got to think. I mean, there's a, a veteran aspect, obviously, to Cam. Yeah, those as guys. Well, and yeah, you know, those guys have been around the block and. Cam missed a lot of time, came back and played substantial number of snaps. Why push him this yeah, week at all? Take yeah. it easy. Yeah. On the Packers side of things, this is a little more interesting. Yeah, so their side is more interesting to me, period. Jair Alexander did not participate again today. Wow. He's dealing with that shoulder issue. Kenny Clark limited for the second day in a row with he's, that uh, shoulder issue. He's a very good player. Uh, safety Rudy Ford limited. Uh, Guard, uh, well, they list him as guard tackle because he does play, end up playing both. Mm-hmm. Elkton Jenkins, limited today. Definitely their best offensive line. Yeah. Aaron Jones, limited again today mm. with the hamstring. Added to the injury report today, guard Josh Myers with a knee, limited participant. He's their center. Yeah. Yeah. Their center. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, center. Starting center. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't Runyon on there yesterday, too? Yeah. Runyon, Runyon and Ye- uh, Neiman. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Neiman, their, their left tackle. They were both limited today after not practicing yesterday. So four fifths of their O lines on the on the injury report. Yeah, Quay Walker with the groin did not participate for the okay. second day. He didn't play row. last week. Yeah, and then Christian Watson had the full participation again today. So, he's so back. as you mentioned, four four fifths of their offensive yeah. line. Yeah, 
was and their, limited today. And their best big guy on defense. I yeah. Mean, of, of all, like, the 300-pound neighborhoods, those are the guys you don't want to miss. Jari Alexander's a heck of a Kind of a big to, guy on yeah, that right. list, too. I mean, even if half those guys miss a game or three random of that group, that's a big blow. I mean, yeah. getting Watson back's big, and I think they'll take some shots with him. I would be shocked if Aaron Jones isn't available, but right. the blocking thing worries you. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, if, these guys – so if, if Neiman – we're going to miss this game. Their left tackle. Yeah, I would assume they would bump Jenkins out. That's to what left I was tackle. thinking too. I was like, I wonder if he would be the jack of all trade for them, especially considering the matchup. I don't. I mean, Bakhtiari's out of the equation, right? You know I mean, so Neiman's already the backup, but he's been okay. Um, but then you're lining maybe, up. Then you're lining up somebody opposite Cam Hayward, who's not quite who's new. Yeah. yeah, I don't know their O-line depth chart well enough. Well, we'll go over that in the next segment. Okay. Um, or next yeah, I mean, hour, what, I should yeah, say. Next hour, okay. That sounds good because I don't know who, what what puzzle pieces they have behind the starters. Myers could also play guard, but he's yeah. a center. I mean, they're but you don't want to mess yeah. with your center. No, right. If he's a center, he's going to move. Yeah, so they're, they're But little... Jenkins is position versatile, but he's on the injury list. Yeah, a little nicked up this week. Absolutely. Um, I forget what I was thinking about on that. Quay Walker is an interesting player. I mean, he didn't play all yesterday, all last week. He has first-round traits to no end. I mean, yeah. he's super long, built great, can really run, starting to kind of come into his own. And I forget where I heard this, but I heard someone saying, with Savage out, or even Savage hasn't played that great, that they thought, I wish I could credit him because I don't know where I heard this, they thought the Packers' safeties are the worst position group in the entire NFL. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know this Ford dude has had some picks, but he didn't. he's back, quite banged up. And the dudes they've been trotting out at safety are really tr- problematic. Yeah, it? it's it's uh, it's now Jonathan Owens. Oh, I don't know. And if Rudy, if Rudy Ford doesn't play, then it's Anthony Johnson Jr. Okay, yeah. Who's I a mean, rookie. And see, these are a seventh-round rookie. Unknowns, right, and... I know he's a corner, but they just traded Russell Douglas, too. So the secondary's in a lot of flux. And if the O-line and secondary are in a lot of flux, man. Yeah, like I said, we'll get more into this in the mm-hmm. next segment. But they're starting Carrington Valentine. They like him. That's part of the reason they traded Douglas is they want to give him a shot. But he's a late-round He's pick. a seventh-round yeah, rookie. Yeah, right, right. Like, yeah. you get two, you might have two seventh-round rookies starting in your secondary. Yeah. I not mean, by choice. Not by choice. Absolutely not. But just think about the safety situation for... I don't know, slot receivers, you know, uh, tight ends. Maybe a shot down the field. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's an area of weakness no matter what. Yeah, so it could be something to keep an eye on this it game. Is. Like yeah. I said, we'll go over the the the, uh, the Packers roster uh, in more depth uh, in the next uh, hour here, yeah. as we often do here when the Steelers play a team that we're not used to seeing a whole lot of. You're going to hear the words young, youth, inexperienced <laughs> a lot, and that's by design. I mean, yeah. this is the post rogers era, but they have a lot of inexperienced youth, et cetera. Yeah, they're trying to uh, to rebuild this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it didn't work out well for them because that, that draft pick that they get back down, because Aaron Rodgers got hurt, bumps down to the now second. They were hoping yeah. to have two firsts. Exactly, exactly. You know, so, for giving up on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so that's a done deal. They're, they're going to get the Jets second. Yeah, you know, as they rebuild. The worst thing, what Rogers is talking about coming back in December. Now, mm-hmm. he comes back and wins them a couple, the, the Jets a couple of games in December, and all of a and sudden, the pick now, gets even worse. Yeah, now they're picking like twelfth, the fiftieth pick in the draft <laughs> yeah. or something, right? That's very possible. But no, not they got the short end of that stick. I mean, but it was out of their hands. It wasn't like they lost it or did something wrong to lose the pick. It's uh, you know, bad bad luck. Yeah, it's just interesting that you're looking at a franchise here. That can, you know, their last two. 
main quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Brett Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers, and they decided to part ways with them early mm-hmm. as opposed to waiting on it. And, and you know, both to the Jets and both to the, yeah, both to the like, Jets, yeah. And it really didn't work out for either team. No, well, I guess it kind of did well, for Green Bay because you had you yeah, had Rodgers. Rodgers was sitting there. Love and, is not Ro- Love's not Rodgers, and they never thought he was. I mean, yeah. they both were first round picks when there was a Hall of Famer in place. But I don't think ever anyone thought Love's just going to keep this trio yeah. going. But they know? shot their shot. They, they tried. You know, I think Rodgers wanted out too, and yeah. that kind of ran its course. But it'd be a lot different if you're the Jets' first round pick coming back. Oh yeah, you'd you know, feel right. pretty good about it. Feel real like, good about especially, it, especially like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We will be back with our number two right after this.